Hey, holy people. I am your host, Maya Ariel Gaston, and this is the Thoughts and Testimonies podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you a little slice of my life and the ways in which I discern how to live as the light in what could seem like a really, really dark world. Now, I am far from perfect, but I do try my best to press forward towards perfection. And these short stories, I pray you find ways that you can be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then maybe take that up with God. Hey, holy people. How is it May already? I mean, it's been a week. It's been a few past weeks, honestly. Listen, it's just been a lot lately. But let me start off by saying that I missed you all so much. Um, it really was such a tough decision last week to decide to take the week off to just rest. In fact, I mean, I actually didn't decide to take the week off. It was my husband who reminded me that I should and that I could. I also think it was divinely orchestrated for me to take a rest last week, seeing as May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, I didn't know this off the top of my head when I decided to take a rest. Um, I work in higher education and, honey, we celebrate everything, okay? We bring awareness to everything, which is good, right? But there are some things that I just didn't know, but they be bringing awareness to. So, um... It didn't hit me that May was Mental Health Awareness Week until they sent an email out at work. And when I began to look at what Mental Health Awareness Week was, I saw the following. It said that May is Mental Health Awareness Awareness Month. It follows on the heel of April's National Stress Awareness Month, which is dedicated to raising awareness about mental health, fighting stigma, providing support, and educating the public and advocates. As mental health concerns in this country continue to climb, it's important to emphasize the importance of work stress as an everyday and every month problem worldwide. Okay, now wait a minute. So April just also happened to be National Stress Awareness Month too? Like, (laughs) I'm learning so much. And our church also happens to be celebrating National Prayer Day of Prayer, which was on May 4th, the first week of May. So clearly there's just a whole lot of some things happening over the last few months. I mean, we got stress awareness, we have prayer, and we have mental health. Then all of this is being emphasized at the same time, same week, your girl decided to take a risk. So I had to pray on this because what Lord... Are you trying to tell me? What does this mean? (laughs) So let me give you all a rundown of my few past weeks so you can understand where I was at when I decided to take a rest. Okay. So as you know, I've talked about it before. I've transitioned into a new role at my job. Um, That transition happened at the end of March, literally a few days before the end of March. And... At the same time I was transitioning to my new job, I had the privilege to be able to speak or pray at our prayer breakfast, um, which was the first week of April. Okay, back to back weeks. Um, These are big 
things that just take a lot of time out of you. They take a lot of preparation. They take a lot of just focus. Um, So I was already drained to begin with. Um, But then also, so I started, you know, March 27th at my new job. April 15th, there was already an event on the calendar that I had to plan, prepare, and wrap my head around how to speak or how to put on this workshop, this my first major big workshop, um, which happened to be our new student orientation um, for the scholarship program that I oversee now. So that was the following week after the prayer breakfast. And so now we are, boom, three weeks in a row. Um, but in preparation for that and in preparation for a lot of the other things we had going on, I mean, I was working very late at work. Now, let me pause. Because at my current job, they don't play about these workouts. <laughs> at 459 everybody is packing up and heading out of the door okay um we do have a few days where we do have to stay late until six so when I say I'm working late it's like six six thirty um multiple times a day when I really only need to be staying a late day two times out of the week but it's late okay it's late early mornings it's working through your lunch break it's all the things right um and then we go out of town so I had spoke about um, Jalen's birthday weekend, which was happened to be on the weekend of the 21st. And so we drove down to Vegas, which is a five-hour road trip for us from Arizona to Vegas. Um, we drove down there, had the pop-up, very busy weekend, drove back. And then <laughs> there was already another work event that happened that next Saturday. So now, so far, we are like every week, since March, we've had something going on. Um, I still haven't caught up from the road trip of the pop-up. Um, it's just lots of late nights, lots of things happening, working Saturdays, not having a day off. Then we were prepping for our young adult ministry at church. And so we had a planning day, which I'm so thankful and grateful for. It was definitely needed. Um, but that happened after church on Sunday. And we were there to like 11 and that happened to be the Sunday that I was serving as well with the hospitality ministry. So your girl was busy. Okay. Girl was busy. Um, and so here we are in the car. We have an hour drive to head back to our home. It's 11 o'clock at night and I'm just exhausted. I'm tired, but I'm still trying to mentally in the passenger seat of the car while Jalen is driving, trying to figure out what am I about to say on this podcast? Cause y'all know we're behind at this point. Um, and how I do these week to week with y'all. And so I'm like, what do I even talk about? You know? And so I'm talking out loud. I'm trying to think out loud. And Jalen just looks at me and he goes, you know, you could just take the week off, right? No, <laughs> no, I don't know that. That is not an option for me. What do you mean? Like, People are relying on this podcast. People are listening. I know for a fact people are listening to this podcast. But then it's also like for myself too. Um, I've already did this start over thing two times. Like I'm not getting in that habit. Like I'm not taking no breaks. We're doing this. They're consistent, you know, et cetera. And he goes, no, like you could take the week off. It's It's just one day. It's just one day to rest and you're tired. Um, and clearly, I mean, I could barely keep my eyes open. Like it really was the only option. (laughs) 
really was. And I have been very intentional about I am only putting out, I am only writing what God wants me to write, okay? I'm not producing things just to produce them, just to be seen or to be heard. I'm not doing that. I'm not falling into that hustle trap. I'm not falling into that social media trap. Um, I'm not about to dilute the word or the power of God. I'm not doing that. That's a commitment that I have made, um, to myself when I endeavored on this. This is going to be a very purposeful, a very intentional, a very impactful um, space for me and for the people who listen to this. And I want you all to trust that if I produce something, then you know it's after prayer, it's after direction, it's after guidance of the Holy Spirit because lives are attached to this, right? Like the encouragement, me using my gift to encourage people, me using my gift to talk to people, support them. Um, there, there's, there's obedience attached to that. There is, when you get encouraged and you feel like you could do something, or maybe you, you know, you heard a word on here that you're like, oh, okay, that, that's what I needed to do X, Y, Z. Like your life is is tied to this. So I do not take lightly the things that I say on here or the advice that I give, the perspective that I give. I want it to be God breathed. Um, so yeah, that was very difficult for me to come to the realization that I needed, <laughs> I needed to take a rest. Um in last episode, episode 17, I asked for prayers at the end of the episode because I literally did not know what I was going to talk about. Normally, I have an idea about the subject matter. I have an idea. I have a thought, right? Or I have a, a testimony to go off of, but I literally didn't know it. So I told y'all the last episode, y'all need to pray for me. <laughs> um, So I had no direction. And looking back, it's my life was just very, very busy. It's very busy. I couldn't think because I didn't have the capacity to think at the end of the day. Like my brain power was spent in so many different aspects of of what I have responsibility of. There was just too much happening in my head. Um, I also want to put out there, okay, your girl doesn't drink coffee. Your girl doesn't do energy drinks. I don't do any of those things. So when I wake up, what I got is what I got. <laughs> but... um. This past week, I have drunk two different types of energy drinks for the first time in my life, twice in one week. And that's when I was like, okay, girl, yeah, let's, let's settle down. Like we, we doing a little bit too much right now. So yes, I needed a break. I needed to rest. Um, and let me tell you that week was needed. I know y'all missed an episode. I know I missed you know, doing an episode for you all, but it was a needed rest week, not only emotionally and physically for my body, but spiritually as well, because it gave me time with God, time to just talk with my father without the expectation that he gives me some deep revelation to share out on this podcast. It was just father-daughter time, and it did more for my soul, more for my creativity and my work uh, motivation than I could have even imagined. So, to my heavenly father, who says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest 
for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. To my heavenly father. Thank you for introducing yourself as Jehovah Shalom in last week, um, which means the Lord of peace during my rest time, right? Um, so I got to experience time with my father. I got to experience the rest and the peace that he provides. And it was amazing. You see, what we do a lot as people here on earth, um, we just, it's it's just simply a lot. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe, but we do the most as people. And it's okay for you to feel like your burden sometimes gets heavy. Um, The Lord says that he will give us rest. That means that we need to allow him to be our father who does give us rest, who is able to give us rest. We need to allow him to be that for us. Um, But we do that by taking up his yoke, right? Like that means to submit to him, to give it up, to let it go, to say no or to delegate, okay? Hello, somebody, because I'm already preaching. That is your word. (laughs) His word also says to learn from him um, and we will find rest for our souls. So peace. That's what I feel on today as I was preparing for this podcast, as I was writing for this episode, I felt peace. Like, I'm not stressed about what to say. I'm not so tired that I can't even read what's in front of me. I feel peace. Like, I know God is writing this because I had the capacity to let him do so this week. So I also want to shout out one more person to my husband, honey. Woo! Ooh, thank you for pushing me to revolutionary self-care because I knew that I needed rest, but it was very difficult to actually take rest because of the guilt that I felt. Like I asked God for every single one of these things that was just being very stressful this week, right? I prayed for this job. I prayed for the ministries. I prayed for the podcast. I prayed for my husband's successes, but they all just kind of were doing um, very well. They were very busy (laughs) items this week all at the same time. And so I felt guilty. Like I can't just pray for these things and, you know, get tired and all of a sudden be like, Oh God, I'm incapable of handling these things. Like, no. And I think that's powerful too, right? Like just because I say I'm tired and just because I say I need rest, it doesn't mean that I'm incapable of handling any of the things on my plate. I know I could do it. I will do it. However, it's an acknowledgement that I'm being stretched, that I am working at capacity, that I'm doing purposeful work. Um, But it just doesn't negate that the fact that that work is tiring sometimes. So, babe, thank you for recognizing that I was tired, for helping me to see that it will be okay if I say no, that people will be fine. Um, It really did mean more to me than, than you'll ever know. So, thank you. Last year... Um, Allure magazine published an article that posed the question, why is exhaustion so normalized for black women? It goes on to say that it's become normalized for black women to feel tired. Culturally and generationally, we've seen our mothers and our grandmothers take on so much. And because of that, we've learned to hold on 
to everything. That we feel the need to prove ourselves to society, which causes us to overwork and to be the best. It goes on to say, you don't always have to be creating. You don't always have to be doing and contributing to the world. That our birthright grants us rest and leisure as well. Says that if you're always trying to survive, you can't even begin to think about resting. And this was powerful and affirming to read. And I really wrestled with this question this week. I needed God to make clear why he would give me all the things I prayed for and allow me to work purposely in all that I do, but then be so stretched to the point where I could not function. Why was I pushed to rest and pushed to rest the same week where we are bringing awareness to prayer, to stress and mental health? And then it happened. He woke me up. And I love when God does that. I told y'all a little bit before about my history with God waking me up at 3.33 in the morning. Um, Some of my most revolutionary, most special moments, memories that I hold close have come from God waking me up early in the morning and seeking his face. And so it happened. He woke me up. And it lets me know that when there's an urgent message for me and for you that God needs needs me to hear, um, that he needs me to have no doubts that it was intended for us because of the timely message of the situation. It lets me know um, that he's still hearing me when he wakes me up early in the morning. So I don't mind it at all. I invite it. I welcome it. So here I was at 2 a.m. in the morning and the phrase, Maybe it's a mountain fell into my spirit during my prayer time. Maybe it's a mountain. And I was like, what? What, Lord, are you talking about? And so that began the preparation for today's thoughts and testimonies. Maybe it's a mountain. Okay. And y'all see how God did with the May because it's May. <laughs> Maybe it's a mountain. So I started preparing. What is a mountain? The gospel of Wikipedia, don't judge me, says that a mountain is an elevated portion of the earth's crust, generally with steep sides that show significant exposed bedrock, that mountains form with movement in the earth's crust, movement of tectonic plates, and that this happens slowly over time when plates collide. An elevated portion, steep sides, formed with movement over time, and I started imagining mountains that I've seen. Mountains are beautiful sights, and I enjoy looking at them in the wintertime when they're covered with snow, but I also know that mountains are dangerous and that mountains aren't just something you decide to one day say, I'm going to go up and hike, that it takes preparation, and only a rare number of people have hiked up some of the largest mountains in the world. It's also true that some have died along the way. And I don't know. I just started to feel negative about some of these mountains. And I just, I don't think that that's where I'm at, at this moment in my life. If anything, I feel like 
I'm on the way to a peak. I'm on the way to a prime with the way that everything is positioning so purposeful. Um, So I took a different direction. I started looking at how mountains form. And it said, the definition said that they form when two plates collide over time. So I said, Jesus, you're going to have to take the wheel for this one because what? Now we're talking about plates and I'm going back to geography class talking about tectonic plates. What? What are the plates? What would be the plates in our lives? And so I started to think maybe. It's when God's will and my will for my life collide. Maybe that as God is moving and shifting me to do what he wants me to do, and I all of a sudden get on board and my will becomes his will, and now we're colliding, maybe life's mountains occur when God says we need to call a meeting, when we need a come to Jesus moment, literally. Or maybe it's when walking in obedience and your purpose for your life collide because the slow movements in the right directions over time create this monumental mountain for you to reach your peak, to elevate and to excel. That the small steps of saying yes, which in my case were very much true, the small steps of you walking in obedience run into and collide with the purpose that God has for your life. And now all of a sudden, you have this landscape to excel. I find that Oftentimes, the imagery of mountains are synonymous with stability, with power, with strength, with deliverance, and can be likened to the high moments or successes of life. So maybe me being tired and taking a rest is a mountain moment for me. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's an intentional thing that God designed. And it makes sense, right? Like, I've been giving these really large tasks at work and, and also in my personal life and spiritually at the church, you know, that the day-to-day operations become this long, tiresome journey that takes planning and thoughtfulness and pushes me to my capacity. Just like, right, hikers who have their mind set on tackling the highest of mountain peaks. Each step I take is taking me higher and higher up in success. But the reality is this journey is tiring and dangerous. I mean, one slip in the wrong direction, one shift of focus away from God, and I can fall and tumble back down the very same mountain I've been climbing. And I also thought about What I hear all the time about elevation and this journey of climbing, this journey of reaching this peak, that if you increase too high, too quickly, you can get altitude sickness. So maybe this mountain that I'm climbing, this yes that I've said yes to several times in different places is giving me sickness 
because I'm elevating too quickly. So I need a come to Jesus rest stop moment. Maybe, just maybe, right? But then I started thinking about what, well, what's at the peak? Because, I mean, I'm only 27. <laughs> Guy, you cannot be telling me that I'm already he- hitting my prime yet. That's just not sitting right in my in my spirit because I feel like I'm just getting started. So the spirit led me to a few stories in the Bible to shift my focus away from, okay, life is this long journey. I'm hitting this peak and then it's all downhill from here. Um, but the spirit led me to a few stories in the Bible where the mountaintop, the mountain peak was the center focus because maybe just maybe this mountaintop moment is a mountaintop experience with God. Y'all y'all bear with me. Okay. Cause I'm taking y'all on this same journey that God took me on at 2 AM in the morning, right? Like my thought process, sometimes God just gives me a word or he gives me a sentence he gives me a question and he wants me to look for the answers in his word so that's what I'm doing with y'all okay um but I won't try to imagine me doing this at 2 a.m in the morning in the dark when my husband's sleeping um but I was so excited and it blessed me because when it blessed when it hit it's gonna hit okay (laughs) So I looked at a few different stories. Let me get my my biblical notes out here for us, okay? So I looked at a few stories. So John 6, 15, y'all write this down. I'm gonna give y'all a brief snippet because we ain't gonna be here long, right? And then it's y'all's job to go back and study. But John 6, 15, after performing um, a miracle, the miracle of feeding the 5,000 in verse 14 and 15, Jesus realizes that the people were going to take him by force. So Jesus performs this miracle. They're like, Ooh, Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's make you our King. Um, but they didn't want to, to make him the King for the right reasons, right? That they were going to take him by force, not because of who he was, but because of the physical things that he can do. I mean, if you got, the king of kings on your side who can feed 5,000 people from a few little items you had in your pantry and still had 12 doggy bags left over, that I'm sure they're thinking long term like, oh, we could take down this nation, we could take down this nation. And that's not the intention, will, and timing that God had initially planned for this, for Jesus, right? So I looked at what Jesus did when he had this realization that the people were going to take him by force. After he did what we would say is a peak thing, right? You did a miracle. You at the peak. It's a good thing. Jesus retreated to the mountains by himself. Jesus went to the mountain by himself, which had me say, hmm, well, maybe it's a mountaintop experience. Because you need some alone time. And in Jesus's case, because he knew they were going to take him by force and that it was going to be before the time that God had to reveal himself as the Messiah. Jesus took the alone time in the mountain with his father for self-preservation. Hmm. 
So maybe when we decide to rest, it doesn't mean we're not capable of handling things. Maybe when we decide to rest, it's for self-preservation. It's because you need alone time. That's not a bad thing. Jesus did it. Then I started looking too. I started looking at Exodus in 24 when um, Moses gets called up by the Lord. So in this case, you know, Moses, I don't know if he wanted to go to the mountaintop, but the Lord said, hey, Moses, come on up here real quick. So Moses got called up to the mountaintop by the Lord. In verse 12, he went to the mountaintop alone. So even though he had all them people around him, and the people was doing a whole hot mess of, of situations and things and making idols and, and all the stuff anyway. Um, the Lord calls Moses up to the mountaintop by himself. And it was there, right? This infamous story about the covenants, about the Ten Commandments, this infamous story where Moses saw the glory of God, the physical manifestation of the glory of God. Well, I should say some of it, right? Because we can't handle all of it. But Moses saw the glory of God in this mountaintop experience. Then it was revealed. Well, maybe you need to rest. Maybe you need to spend some time alone. Maybe you need this mountaintop experience because God's trying to give you direction. He's trying to give you new direction. He's trying to give you new covenants. He's trying to bring you in new covenant, just like how he did Moses with these 10 commandments. I said, okay, God, now this whole mountaintop experience thing, now this whole day of rest look real um, iconic, okay? Jesus had some alone time, he rested. Moses had some alone time, he rested. Not only did he rest, but he got direction, he got some legendary directions and he gets to, got to see the glory of God. Then I started looking at 1 King 18, which, oof, I would I need to go back and reread 1 King over and over and over again. Because even though it's a lot of historical context and even though it's a lot going on, um, and it it really truly reads like a fictional story, but I know it's real. Um, this is when Elijah the prophet, honey, calls down a pillar of fire. What? <laughs> what? So in this context, Elijah, um, in this context, essentially, the author is going through all of Israel's king and figuring out who doing what they need to do and who's not doing what they need to do, right? So in First King, um. 18, Elijah is examining um, Jezebel and I forgot what the king's name was, um, but they are, they have created these idols. They've created these idols and worshiping these idols. And so Elijah basically says, bet we want to play this like this. Okay. Let's get everybody, all of your fake um, idols. Let's get them in a circle. See who could perform these miracles. See who could perform whatever it is. Now, the interesting thing for me, I wasn't focused so much on the competition that Elijah is setting up between the idols and all the stuff, but I'm looking at the setting and I'm looking in the environment. 
And Elijah called all of this up. So this battleground, he called them up to a mountain to have all of this take place, the scenery. We're going to leave this space that we're at right now. You bring your people, your idols, who you think could do all the things, bring them up to the mountaintop. I will meet you there. I also think it's intriguing that in this situation, in this context, um, Elijah has, hasn't heard a lot um, from God. It's been a period of silence, okay? Not only a period of silence, it's also been a period of like no rain, no nothing for the people. And so Elijah, despite that, despite being in silence, despite all of that stuff, um, asks God, he says a prayer. So he's still talking to God, says a prayer, Lord, bring down this pillar of fire. And it happened, right? So I started thinking about Elijah on this mountaintop. I started thinking about these people and it hit me. Maybe you needed to change the scenery. Maybe, just maybe, you needed a mountaintop experience so that you could break through the silence. And for me, going podcast to podcast, week to week, episode to episode, job to job, ministry to ministry, purpose to purpose, tiresome to tiresome, no sleep to no sleep. Everything in my head, my body, my mental, my emotions was tired, exhausting. I didn't even have the capacity to one, talk to God and two, let God talk back to me. So maybe just maybe I needed this collision of my foundation so that God could break through the silence. And what a mighty way, right? He brought down a pillar of fire for Elijah, but he woke me up at 2 a.m. <laughs> That's the way to break the silence, ain't it? <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, in Genesis 22, Abraham getting called up to the mountain to sacrifice his son in verse 14. And in Abraham calling that mountain, right? Um, the mountain where it will be provided. That's where we get learn about Jehovah Jireh, right? On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Maybe, just maybe, Abraham needed to go to that mountain so that his faith could be tested. And when I reflect this on me, maybe, just maybe, I needed a moment of rest. I needed a time. I needed a break um, to break over my fear, right? To test that. Like if I said that Maya, I don't want to have a pause anymore, that I want to be consistent, that um, that if this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. And I put all my faith in God to uh, to um, write this with me alongside of me. Maybe just maybe God was testing my faith. Like, so are you going to stick to the word that you said? Or are you just going to put out any old thing because you feel like that's what people want? Are you really going to stick to your word to say, me and God need to write this? And if I knew that God wasn't there, was I still going to write without him? Mm -hmm. So maybe just maybe it's a mountain because your faith is being tested. And when I think about that altitude sickness, right? Like, are you increasing? Are you rising, forcing yourself to rise quicker than what you should because God's not in your life, right? So 
that's a test to climb the mountain at the pace that God wants for you, not the pace that you want for yourself. Just because you could see the end, just because you have the vision, just because you have the resources and the tools, does it mean that you need to be going at the pace that you're going at? So maybe sometimes God will bring you to that mountain to experience that altitude sickness so you could sit down somewhere while he out there preparing the path, preparing the way for you. Maybe, just maybe. And then the final one that mountaintop experience that I looked at was um, in Matthew 17 when uh, Peter, James, and John are all at the top of the mountaintop with Jesus. And Jesus, um, and we see the transfiguration of Jesus, right? The transfiguration, a change over the exposure of who Jesus really is, the glory of God. And I start to think, well, maybe it's a mountain because you're experiencing a transfiguration. Maybe this is the moment where strongholds are getting broken. Maybe this is the moment where chains are getting broken. Or maybe this is the moment where the scales fall from your eyes and you start to walk into who God has called you to be, right? Maybe just maybe. And it's May, y'all. <laughs> so I only have these maybes, okay? I'm still talking with God to figure out and determine which one of these mountains was my case last week. It could be a combination of both. But I think the, the revelation of the maybes is just as powerful. It's just as powerful. Because my relationship with God is a relationship in one in which I ask questions, he answers. He asks me questions and I respond. And so this month I got maybes. I got questions, okay? I'm very curious. <laughs> and so I'm still talking with God. Um, but I do feel like I'm on the right track. And I feel like this week was me experiencing a mountaintop moment with God where I just needed to retreat from the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle of being overworked um, to practice rest, to rest in God's word and his safety and to come down from that mountaintop, ready to do the work that he's charging me to do again and even better than I was doing before. It was a re-up, okay? It was a team huddle. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I gave myself permission to experience this revelation and not feel guilty. So holy people, my question to you today, what is your mountain? What team meeting do you need to have with God? And what is he calling you to the mountaintop to hear? Are you like Jesus who needs some alone time so God's word can be fulfilled in due time? Are you like Moses who needed direction? And how do you plan to take care of yourself this month as we bring awareness to holistic health? which includes taking care of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your sense of belonging, and your identity. If you are like me who struggled to give yourself permission to rest and explore these areas of your life um, because you had just way too many to-do lists, honestly, to take care of them first, um, maybe you should prioritize yourself this week. Because maybe, just maybe, that's the shift in your foundation that you need to form a mountaintop moment to experience Jehovah Shalom. And baby, when you got rest and peace, you could be you, shine bright, and stay holy.
And if you feel like you can't do that, then maybe take that up with God and sit down somewhere. Love y'all.